Hi, my name is Michael Frank, and this is the Prefab Pod presented by Prefab Review, where we interview leading people and companies in the prefab and modular housing industry. Today, we're speaking with Steve Linton, president of Dell Tech. Uh, welcome, Steve. Thanks, Michael. It's great to be here. Awesome. So I'm very excited to learn more about your firm. But uh, first, I was just hoping to learn a little bit more about you. Um, How did you get into this business? Sure. So I was a student of structural engineering in college uh, at Cornell University. I was always interested in buildings and construction architecture. And after graduating, I went to Boston and worked as a project manager on quite a few large uh, construction projects, a lot of historic preservation projects, which is kind of really where my interest began on the green building and the sustainable sustainable building front. And after that, my wife and I moved to North Carolina, be closer to family, and uh, I decided to do something completely different and actually taught school for a while, taught middle school math and science for several years. And uh, that was actually invaluable <laughs> to me. I often joke that I learned everything I need to know about leadership from teaching sixth and seventh graders. Um, <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, after that chapter, I came to Dell Tech and I actually started in 2007 here as a green building consultant and really was able to work in all parts of the business. So I was consulting with customers. I was doing engineering work. I was doing design work, new product development, really kind of gave me a good sense of, of the entire business. I was also at that time doing energy audits for a sister company that Dell Tech had. And it was really at that point I started to see how energy inefficient our existing houses are. And so I kind of began to frame the essential question for Dell Tech as, uh, you know, what, what will the home of our grandchildren and great-grandchildren be like? And how can we build that home today? And so, you know, sort of with that mindset in, uh, in 2011, I took over as president uh, here at Dell Tech and really uh, just blessed. I got an awesome team. There's an amazing group of, of homeowners uh, from decades that, uh, you know, really all believe strongly in what we're doing. And uh, so, yeah, that's my quick background. That's awesome. Um, so obviously it seems like you went on the website and said that Dell Tech's been around since 1968. So it sort of predated you, so to speak. Um, how did it start and what's the sort of evolution been like to sort of what you are today? Yeah, so the company started in 1968 and it was actually founded by two brothers. One was the entrepreneur, one was the engineer. And they originally set out to build houses that were that were a little bit different and their first pass was actually an A-frame style home. And they quickly realized that was not the house of the future. And they got interested in a different style of architecture, which is what we, um, you know, our flagship product is today, which is this, this round or what I call panoramic home. And so they began building these homes for actually the resort industry pretty much exclusively. And so people would go and stay at these homes at ski slopes, at beach resorts, and they would experience just a different way of living. And that that living is uh, unique to Dell Tech in that it, you really establish this real connection with kind of the natural world outside, capturing these amazing views. And so people remembered that and over the years started asking more and more to build a Dell Tech home of their own. And so, 
you know, from the the seventies and early eighties, uh, transitioning forward into today, you know, we're building probably 95% of our homes now for individuals, whereas we really started building them for resorts. Okay. That makes sense. Um, and then let's talk um, about the exact products you're offering today. So, right. I guess the panoramics or do you call them 360 houses or something like that on your website, right? You have the distinctly round homes. Um, but then you also have, I guess, a couple other lines of homes. It'd be great to get some sort of understanding on like what exactly your product line is. Sure. Yeah, there are three different parts of our product line. The What we call the 360 collection is that panoramic home, that round design uh, that's been our flagship since uh, 1968. And then we also have the Renew collection, which are traditional and modern designs that are really optimized for energy efficiency and sustainability. And we also have what we call the Crescent Collection, which is essentially a, a round home that's been elongated in shape. And so it's uh, almost a mid-century modern style of architecture with rounded ends. And so, you know, I think the important thing for folks to realize is whichever product most interests them from a, a look and feel standpoint, you know, they're all built the Dell Tech way. And so for us, that means designing and building the house the right way the first time, for the benefit of future generations. That's what we call building a legacy home. And, you know, that Dell Tech way is thinking about um, excellence and thinking about being better stewards of our planet and building homes that that protect us from the most severe weather on earth. And, you know, really also, as I mentioned earlier, help us to experience that connection with the natural world around us. So all of those parts of the Dell Tech way find their their way into the different products that we offer. Cool. So let's, so let's jump into uh, when you say your houses are green or more green or more sustainable than other homes. What specifically are you, you referring to? Are you referring to like our values? Are you referring like levels of insulation? Um, you know, what, uh, yeah. What, uh, what are the sort of metrics or sort of standards that you use in trying to define like sort of what hits that uh, threshold? Sure. That's a great question, Michael. So, you know, for us, it's been a lot of different things over the decades that, that define sustainability. And there's, you know, a couple of, um, of big themes. I would say one theme is the actual, uh, sustainability of the home. And so that's where we're looking at. Yeah. How are we building? What techniques are we using to, whether that's increase our values, increase air tightness, um, looking at, passive solar design or ways to essentially, you know, optimize the amount of energy that the home is using and really drive down the energy um, that the home is using so that if you do pair it with renewable energy, you've got a really, a really smart design. So, you know, an example uh, would be when we build our uh, energy wall product, it uses gaskets. And so, you know, between the plywood and the framing of the actual structure, there are gaskets to help make each and every piece airtight, which is something that's, you know, relatively easy for us to do in a, in a factory setting, but, but not so much in a, um, you know, on-site environment. And so that's kind of one side is how is the product actually sustainable? And then the second side is, you know, how is the operation sustainable? And so for us, that's, you know, building with 100% renewable energy here in our factory. So back in 2007, uh, we were the first uh, 
in the world to to uh, build homes with 100% renewable energy. We have 273 solar panels here on the on the facility. Uh, we also really strive to lower our waste. We produce uh, about 85% less waste than a stick-built home. And so, you know, thinking about how we operate to to also complement the sustainability of the product. And then I think the third piece, which is really something special that I believe Deltec brings to the table is kind of the combination of all three of these. And that third piece being resiliency. And so we build a lot of homes in, um, you know, environments where they're going to be subject to hurricanes, other, you know, very challenging situations, whether that's earthquakes. Um, and so thinking about the resiliency of the home and building a home that's going to last for generations and generations, like I said earlier, what we call a legacy home. And so if we can build a home that's around for a super long time that doesn't have to get rebuilt after, you know, uh, these severe weather events, then that also is really contributing to the overall sustainability. Got it. That's cool. Um, so let's talk about exactly what part Deltec does. So are you a hundred percent design in the envelope? Uh, are you, do you end up being the architect of record on projects? It'd be great to sort of understand like what parts of the process sort of you guys bite off. Sure. So we really focus on providing the items where we feel like we're adding a unique value. And so, for example, the you know the structural shell of the home is really where we're building in that exceptional strength and also building in that sustainability. And so that's you know that's the uh, the heart and soul of what we're offering is the you know the walls, the floor, the roof. Um, that package typically includes windows and siding. Um, and then, you know, the things that we don't really add value on like sheetrock or, or flooring, things that a builder can get locally. Um, you know, we don't, we don't do that cause we don't feel like we're really, uh, offering anything to the customer. Now on the design side, we are doing, uh, you know, all the design work for the customer in terms of creating that custom home, uh, you know, all of the, the floor plans and, and uh, associated drawings that go with that. In most states, that ends up being all that a customer needs. There are some states, uh, you know, California is an example where, you know, there may be an architect um, that would be brought into the equation. And that would be a, an architect in California who we would work with uh, to to accomplish that. But we, we do not do that service in-house. Uh, we would use uh, consultants for that. Got it. And then to what extent are plans customizable? Um, yeah, this tends to vary a lot um, from sort of company to company we talk to and work with. Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, you know, it's a big part of the way our system is set up. And so the vast majority of our customers are, you know, custom designing their home from, from our basic building blocks. And so that's the way that we describe it is there are, in the 360 collection, there are 10 different sizes of a round structure. And then there are different uh, wings and connectors and pieces that you can use to connect them together in different ways. And there are actually millions of combinations. And so starting with those building blocks, we will create a custom design for folks really to kind of meet any any interest or need that they have. On the, the Renew collection and the Crescent collection side, those are much more standardized. And the idea there is, you know, some people want to go faster or, you know, are happy kind of starting with a plan that's already fairly set, maybe making a few adjustments along the way and, um, 
you know, sort of shortcutting some of the design process. And it really is up to the customer at, at uh, in terms of how much they want to put into custom designing versus uh, going with something that's more standard. Got it. That makes sense. Um, in terms of, uh, uh, so, and then in, is it pretty simple to, for both of them, add things like garages and stuff like that, which would, I guess, often be site built? Um, yeah, our garage, do you guys do for when you do include garages or the site built or do you do those kind of in the same panelized way you do other stuff? Yeah. So we build garages in a, in a panelized way, just like the rest of the home. And sometimes they're connected. Sometimes they may be standalone, but uh, yeah, that's an offering for, you know, for any of our homes to add a garage, if that's something that the customer wants. Got it. And then, so just in, in terms of all this stuff, uh, we actually didn't really talk about this. So I, uh, I order a house from Dell Tech and like I live in California. If I want it in California, do you then just, is this, it's flat packed and shipped to California? Is, is that how it goes? Correct. Yes, we would, um, you know, we would look at a couple different ways of shipping it out there. Most of the time it ends up being, uh, you know, on a 53 foot tractor, but you know, we ship all over the world. So sometimes it's on a, on a container, um, even on a, on a rail car, if that's more cost effective, but yeah, it'd be flat packed. It would be sent to you. Um, and then the, the builder partner would, would be there to put it together on the, on, uh, on the ground. Got it. So you actually serve outside the U S as well. We do. Yeah. We've shipped homes to over 30 countries in our history. Uh, you know, the Caribbean tends to be one of the most, um, uh, one of the strongest areas for us just because of the hurricane, uh, work that we do, but, uh, yeah, we ship all around the globe. Got it. Um, so let's, let's talk about pricing and cost. And I know this can be sort of complicated because particularly for like providers like you that are not doing the full home, um, right. (laughs) The local side is probably a lot more expensive where I live in the Bay area versus like, you know, parts of North Carolina. Right. Um, but let's, let's just take like, a I don't know, let's take a, uh, like Washington DC or some fairly expensive, fairly local city. Um, what is like, are we looking at kind of from a, a price point cost perspective? And then can you sort of help break that down? Um, I find it's helpful to break these things down into components. Like what am I looking at in terms of the shell? What does it frequently cost to finish the shell? And how does that vary in terms of right size of home? I'm sure as you get bigger, it probably gets to be a little less expensive on like a dollar per square foot rate range at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's you know that's the question that everyone asks, and you're right; it is a little bit tricky to to give specific answers. But I think there's several things that um, that I can share that will be helpful. You know, the as you said, it can be helped to break it down into parts. And so the shell package price is something that's instantly ascertainable for us, and that's you know that's one of the benefits of building offsite is you you know precisely the cost of that portion of the build. Um, but really, until the you know, the complete design is done. It's hard to get exact prices, obviously, from from the builder. Um, but, you know, I would say, and, you know, we actually have the benefit of here in Asheville, North Carolina, where our factory is based, we have a, a general contracting division as well. So we, we actually turnkey the homes in this area, which I think gives us a really good understanding of what the builder partners that we work with are also seeing in terms of cost standpoint. So we can, you know, help customers understand what you know, what costs make sense, um, and, and, and gauge kind of, uh, you know, whether things are coming in at the right numbers or not. So, 
Um, you know, I would say in the in the Washington D.C. area, that's going to be you know a a more urban, more expensive area to build. We do have a builder partner up there. I think most of the uh, homes in that area are going to be probably in the three hundred dollar a square foot range, just on the upper end of what we're seeing, sort of you know countrywide. We usually tell folks that you know the the total cost is going to be between two hundred and three hundred dollars a square foot, and so that includes the Deltec shell as well as the all the work that the builder has to do. Uh, the only thing that wouldn't include would be the cost of the land. Yep. And so, um, oh, sorry. I was just going to say that just to kind of help break it down. Usually, about one third of that total cost ends up being the Deltec shell package. So, you know, anywhere from say seventy to a hundred dollars per square foot is, you know, I think a range of what most people see. And then if you, you know, multiply those numbers by three, you got you know two hundred, two hundred ten dollars to uh, the upper end of about three hundred dollars per square foot in total. Now I think um, a, a couple things that I would note that I think are really important when folks are thinking about cost. Sure. Uh, the first is really thinking about the quality of space versus the quantity of space. And I think the danger of thinking about this in a cost per square foot way is that we forget the other variable in the equation, which is how big is the home. And so, you know, one of the things we really work with folks to understand is what what is the right sized home for them. And if there are, you know, ways that we can use our designs and the unique things that they can do to help people, um, you know, build fewer square feet that can be really one of the most meaningful ways to control costs. Um, the second thing that that I often share with folks, I think also is really important, is a lot of people don't think about the total cost of ownership, right? So this the upfront cost that you and I are talking about, Michael, that's a number everybody's used to because everything has a price tag. But the cost to operate and maintain a home can, can vary dramatically over time from, you know, different types of homes. And that that's where Deltec really shines. Energy bills are going to be less. The maintenance is going to be less because of the way that we're building these homes to be resilient. And especially if you're building in a hurricane prone area, you know, the cost savings to avoid having to rebuild is, um, you know, really substantial, obviously. So, you know, if folks think about cost, it's really important to think about the total cost over time especially since most of us are paying for our homes over time through our mortgage as well. That makes sense. Um, in terms of, uh, in terms of like, uh, what scale you're at right now. Yeah. I, I know you're like probably one of the bigger companies we've talked to, uh, like how many, I don't know what metric you think about, but like how many shells do you ship per year? Or how many customers are you dealing with at any one time? Yeah. So we, um, Probably the the simplest answer would be a couple years ago we we crossed our fifty our fiftieth anniversary, um, and uh, we had built just over five thousand homes at that milestone. So on average, it ends up being about a hundred homes per year. Uh-huh. And I think in our pipeline right now we have just over two hundred customers in various stages of our design process, and you know we can build up to about two hundred and fifty homes per year, and obviously. You know, that number varies uh, from year to year depending on 
the the market. And you know, as we sit here today, we're uh, in the midst of this coronavirus um, challenge, and so it's hard to it's hard to say what it will be this year. But you know, about a hundred about a hundred homes per year has been the average. Got it. Um, and then, um, and how do, do most how do most customers find you? So there's probably two most common ways. A lot of folks find us because they're they're looking to, you know, accomplish a couple of things, whether that's capture an amazing view, build in a hurricane zone, or, you know, build a sustainable home, or maybe all three of those things. Um, and they're just, you know, searching for us online. That's the, the most common way anymore. But we also have a really strong network of homeowners that I mentioned before. And, and you know, a lot of our business comes from referrals, from people seeing a Dell Tech home for the first time, not even knowing it was, uh, was a thing. And then walking inside and just saying, wow, this is, <laughs> this is really cool. I want, I want one. And so, you know, hearing from our, you know, 5,000 plus homeowners across the, the globe and across the country is also a really, um, common way that people find us. That's awesome. Um, well, <clears throat> it's been awesome learning a little bit about Dell Tech. Uh, I want to quickly transition into our fire round. These are kind of generally slightly somewhat more, uh, general questions that we get <laughs> we get to our site constantly um so always cool to be able to tap into people with expertise to uh, get your perspective on them sure uh, all right so i'll ask you a couple questions you know do your best to keep your uh, answers to one minute or less but uh we don't enforce that too harshly here <laughs> got it so anyway with that being said uh local builders so if i want to build with dill Dell Tech or you know anyone else like what should I be looking for what do you look for in terms in terms of experience or competency in terms of building out your builder network yeah that's a great question we get that one fairly regularly um, you know first thing I would say is engage engage us or engage whomever you're thinking of uh, using and let them help because you know we can uh, we can really help you through that process. We've done it uh, a lot and uh, we're certainly there to guide folks through that and picking the right builder. I think the number one thing that I tell people is choose someone that communicates well and fits with your style of communication. I think that's essential. From there, you know, the level of technical expertise that they have, for example, with a, a panelized home or a prefabricated home, I think is much less important. You know, we can send somebody to assist the builder uh, during the assembly and after that, it's it's really standard stuff. So I think that communication piece to me is the one thing that I always suggest that people really focus on first and foremost. Got it. That's, um, how about site feasibility? Um, yeah, particularly for Dell Tech, but really um, for anyone. Like, what are the things you look for when uh, people try to understand if a site makes sense for a plan? Yeah. So, you know, we work with customers in all different stages. Uh, some folks will come to us and we'll actually begin designing the home before they've found the property. And that can be a useful technique because they better understand what they want their home to be. And that can help to drive the land, whether that's the size, the orientation, the slope, you know, any of those types of factors. Um, other folks have already, you know, found that property and we work, you know, starting from that point forward, but it's, um, it's a, it's a really tough question to answer in, in a general way, especially since we're building all over the world. Um, you know, the climate and the geography of, of the region is, uh, you know, make, makes a big difference. And um, so it's kind of no one size fits all answer there. But what I would say is, you know, our, our goal in the design process would be to 
listen to the customer, ask a bunch of questions about what they want their home to be, and then help them translate those wants and needs into, you know, the tangible things that they want to look for in their property. Got it. Um, are there certain types of sites, right? Like we, we get, we work with lots of people in like LA or San Francisco or Colorado who have these beautiful, incredibly steep slopes. And those can be challenging for some companies. Um, are, do you, are there certain types of sites, at least for your product that makes sense to avoid? Um, not necessarily. I mean, to be honest, we, we somewhat thrive on the, the more difficult, the situation, cause we're building in, you know, places where, uh, you know, 185 mile an hour hurricanes come through. And so it's, um, almost anything can be done. I think the real issue for most people is what it's going to cost to build in a, in a very tricky situation. You know, we've built on islands that have no roads or ports or access, and you have to unload using, you know, World War II era landing craft. We, we've kind of seen it all. And so I think, um, you know, that's, in some ways, that's what we thrive on. Um, you know, I would encourage folks to do their due diligence on on their land and the, the advent of GIS and some of those tools has been really helpful for folks to understand, you know, is this in a steep slope regulation area that's going to maybe change how I'm allowed to build? Um, and so I think those are the kind of questions that we would help guide people through when they're in those situations. Okay. And then uh, one thing we, we see uh like i guess a, maybe it's just the cost of ownership in certain parts of the country is pretty high uh, we see a lot of even residential buyers interested in sort of doing multifamily or kind of like you know single family home with adu projects um, is that something you do and um, is, how do you help people think through that yeah it's certainly become more and more popular it's uh, we have done a few projects like that um, even i think some recently in california it's not our um, it's not our focus, but it is something that our product is well suited because you know our homes go all the way down to 300 square feet, and so there's lots of different size options for folks. Um, but you know, t- to be honest, again, because those things tend to be so dependent on local zoning regulations, uh, yep. it's something that we don't have a broad expertise in. We're going to look at it from a design standpoint and say, okay, what is the design trying to accomplish? And, uh, you know, help that customer explore, make sure they know all the the rules and regulations from a zoning standpoint. Got it. Okay. So probably our final fire round question. Um, it sounds like uh, you, you know, have a history of sort of being passionate about sustainability. And as I said, in some states, we're now actually required to have solar or some other renewable energy source, um, you know, to sort of create zero net energy homes, uh, at least in California right now. And I think there are a few other states that have similar types of laws. Um, if I'm a home, a home buyer and I'm not in a state where this is required, um, what should I, what should sort of the calculus be when evaluating, do I want to add solar or do something else to make this a kind of a zero net energy or negative net energy home? Yeah, that's a great question. It's, you know, I think the calculus has changed from even just a few years ago. I, I often say that I don't think it's a question of, uh, of how to build a, a zero energy home anymore. It's really a question of why not. Uh, the costs have become such that, um, you know, it, it can make really strong financial sense even without incentives anymore for people to go this direction. And I think 
you know, one of the unique advantages uh, of working with us is we do have a, uh, you know, a green building department. Uh, we have somebody that can kind of help you through those decisions, um, you know, look at energy modeling, look at, you know, how to accomplish the sustainability goals that you want. Um, and so, you know, I think it's obviously, you know, each person's a little bit different, but I think uh, for for most parts of the country, it's um, it's coming to the point where, yeah, the question is, is why not? Got it. Um, so this has been a really great sort of getting your perspective on a range of issues and learning about Dell Tech. Um, I have one final question. We ask this to everyone. Um, what are you most excited about for your company or sort of the broader prefab industry as a whole um, sort of going forward for the near future? I would say, um, you know, I think it really, for me and, and, and for all of us here at Dell Tech, it comes back to our our big dream, Michael, which is, um, you know, we want to change the way the world builds one home at a time if, if we have to. And one of the areas where I feel like we're really called to do that is in, in building in these, um, you know, hurricane prone areas. I was, um, back in January, I was down in the Bahamas at a, uh, rebuilding summit that the United Nations put on. And something that really struck me there that one of the folks shared was he said you know we sit in the shade of a tree that we did not plant and we plant a tree in whose shade we will not sit and that really uh, you know spoke deeply to me because that's the mission that we're on essentially building legacy homes and so you know the week after hurricane dorian came through uh, you know our engineering team was meeting and we were saying okay we're seeing uh, the effects of climate change. We're seeing that these storms are getting stronger and stronger. How do we build for 200 mile an hour storms? How do we build for 250 mile an hour storms? And so I think that's what it's going to take in this changing world. And that's that's the challenge I believe that we're called on to solve for for our people and our planet. Um, yeah, um, I agree. It's great to see people um, in the industry taking um, positions of leadership on all that stuff. Uh, Steve, it has been terrific talking to you and learning uh, more about you and the company. Uh, for more information about Dell Tech, check out DellTechHomes.com. Um, and as always, you can always visit us at PrefabReview.com for a range of content about the industry. Thanks again, Steve. Yeah, thank you, Michael. Really enjoyed it.